Hello, this is Rico Cavellia, and this is your Fearless Aging Podcast. And we have a really great episode today because we're going to talk about the most important thing in your life. It's the most important thing in all of our lives. <clears throat> and what would that be? It's breathing. It's oxygen. As you know, we can only live a few minutes without it. So it actually <clears throat> it definitely is the most important thing. And we have a real expert on breathing today. So this is going to be something that you definitely want to pay attention to and, and be with us. It's going to, <clears throat> we're going to learn some things that can really change our life in, in a, a really positive manner. <clears throat> Excuse me. So our guest today is an author, the motivational speaker, an inspirational leader, coach, and educator. He has mastered the science of breath, and it has guided him to apply mindful, conscious breathing practices in the fitness and athletic training industry, wellness and organizational performance in corporate settings, and professional trainings and retreats, along with lifestyle coaching for individuals. So I want to welcome to our show, Mr. Ed Harold. Ed, thanks so much for coming. Thank you so much for that, <laughs> that great plug, Rico. It's great to be with you and your audience, and I'm really excited to share some time with you today. Yeah, well, thank you so much. So uh, I like to always uh, begin to ask my, uh, put my guests on the spot a little bit and tell us something unrelated to your, what we're going to talk about or, or your profession, and just something that, tell us a little bit more about what you really love to do, or what you like to do, something maybe nobody knows about much. Well, I just love, I love being in my body. I love moving my body. I'm a kinesthetic visual learner. So I kind of try to use my emotional intelligence, the, the, the physiology of my body to constantly grow uh, my mental skills, my mental awareness, the ability to grow from my past, the ability to be present, the ability to see through the clouds that might be present in my mind in the future. So I'm a big heart-based guy. I love moving my body because it makes me feel so good, and yeah. I love what it does for my brain. Yeah. Well, you know, I like what you said. I, you love. I, you don't hear too many people say, I love being in my body. And that's something I'm always trying to get people to realize that the body that, that you were given is just the right body for you. And so you need to really love and respect that body, and it will serve you well. So that's, that's a good way to say that I love being in my body. We all need to feel that way. Yeah. Really good. I appreciate that. Thank you, buddy. So tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got to be where you are today and, 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 and why you do what you do. Well, I'm basically the same person I was when I was 12 or 13 years old. I'm just a little bit older mentally. I, you know, I grew up a rambunctious uh, young kid on, on the beaches of southern New Jersey below Atlantic City. I loved being on the beach. I loved being in the ocean and the waves and the wind and everything that we get from the beach. And it gradually had me grow into uh, the man who I am today. Uh, I played a lot of competitive sports in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and I was a professional marathon swimmer uh, oh, wow. in the 90s, where we did a lot of uh, marathon swimming around the world, which was great. And eventually, my body began to uh, deteriorate, and I couldn't do the things I could do in my 20s. So I discovered a whole science of Ayurveda which is the science of prevention and early medicine that comes from India. And it involves mindful movement. It involves learning how to control our breath. 
and it involves learning how to control our mind. And that led me into my, my career that I'm in today. The past 25 years, I've worked in the healthcare sector, the corporate sector, and the athletic sector on producing peak performance states in the mind and the body. And, and, and that's, and the main, uh, so the main uh, component of that is, is, is breath work, right? It's breathing. So, so how'd you get turned on to learning, to, to begin to study about the breath? You know, I came to the breath a broken down person, a, a broken down athlete. I was at a transitional point in my life where uh, I had two young kids and uh, a marriage that was failing and my behavior wasn't the best looking back on it. And I was looking for something, but I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. And uh, I began to take up uh, some yoga practices that involved learning how to control my breathing. And then one day I was uh, going to the gym and I was really pressed for time. And, you know, my gym time is my time. It's time that I need to take care of myself and check in with myself. And I only had about 20 minutes to work out in the gym. And I was kind of agitated about that. This little voice in my head said, Ed, why don't you take all this Eastern breathing that you practice in yoga and why don't you bring it into the gym, into your weights, into your cardio and see what happens. And I got on the lat pull down machine. I began to control my breath. And just after several reps of breath control on the lat machine, I felt all this energy, but I wasn't getting the traditional wear and tear of muscle tear or joint stress and I, I immediately tapped into a whole nother way of being with myself which was not you know no pain no gain or you know if you're not killing yourself you're not getting a great workout so it kind of expanded my mind into a completely different way of being in fitness yeah well, well let's talk to, talk a little bit about the, the actual physiology of, of breathing I, I know you know everybody knows that it's important to breathe you need oxygen and that you know every metabolic function requires oxygen. But can you talk a little bit about what the physiology, what getting more oxygen in, in your body actually does? Yeah. So breath education is something that everyone should be looking into, especially during this time of COVID nineteen, which is uh, a respiratory issue, and it also attacks our immune system. So the fundamentals of breathing begin uh, on the inhale. And the inhale should always be taking place through the nose. This way we maximize the vertical movement of the diaphragm down on the inhale. So as your abdominal diaphragm muscle, which separates your chest cavity from your abdominal cavity, as we inhale through the nose, the diaphragm muscle will vertically press down towards your low back. Mm -hmm. Two really good things happen. Number one, it stabilizes the lumbar spine for great posture and optimal patterns of movement. Number two, it draws air into the lower lobes of our lungs. And the physiology of the lower lobes of the lungs, those parts of the lungs are imbued with parasympathetic or oxygen-rich relaxation nerve endings. So it's gonna stabilize the heart rate, it's gonna give you a relaxation response in the parasympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system so you feel good, and it stabilizes the mental world so that you're totally aware of what you're choosing to become your reality when you wow. exhale. Wow, yeah. Well, what does the oxygen actually do? And we know, you know, like the, in the bloodstream, the bloodstream brings nutrients. Well, oxygen is a nutrient, right? So it brings nutrients to all the cells 
and that's what our cells require to actually to function. Uh, so, so, can you explain this a little bit more? Exactly, what is the, what does the oxygen actually do in our body? Why do the cells need oxygen? Well, oxygen is the primary driver of the quality of your energy. How much energy will you have to potentially achieve your mental goals? Now, when we breathe through the mouth, the air comes in unfiltered. It comes in cold, damp, and dry. And the diaphragm muscle doesn't vertically press downward. And the air just goes into the top sleeve of the lungs. And the top of the lungs are sympathetic nerve endings or adrenaline cortisol nerve endings that spike our heart rate up. It Many, many thoughts in the mind. And we burn sugar instead of fat. So when you think about breathing and breathing through your nose it's the optimal oxygen distribution while at the same time reducing inflammation mucus phlegm and fat markers that are impeding the ability of oxygen to get to the various different types of cells in your body okay so so the mitochondria i don't know if everybody knows what that is but they're the little organelles in our that, that actually are, are there energy centers where energy is actually produced in our body? So I guess you could look at it just like an automobile, just like you got to put gas and oxygen into your engine to spark the combustion that actually creates energy. So oxygen just really then is one of the one of the components that's needed to actually create the combustion, right? To actually create exactly. energy. Exactly. Okay. And that's the spark. That's the spark. All right. Good. Okay. So 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 tell us some of these uh, some of the basic uh, techniques of, of breathing that you learned that are so beneficial? Okay, well, just our fundamental breath. Uh, when you think about what you're doing, uh, number one, you always want to complete your inhale. And that's going to begin initially with what folks might be calling belly breathing. When the first half of the inhale comes into your body, you want your belly to swell. It's almost like a reverse sit-up. There's no ribs down in the abdomen that's impairing how much energy you can take in. So on the inhale, you want that belly to swell. And then as the air comes up through the lungs, you want your ribs to expand like gills. And you always want to complete your inhale. This is potential energy that you can utilize to balance emotion, to balance moods, to center your attitude, and to get the brain synced into the best choices possible. Number two, you always want to try to exhale longer than your inhale. The brain, the respiratory centers in the brain are watching the length, depth, and pace of our breathing. And when we exhale longer than we inhale, physiology is going to indicate that you're going to burn fat instead of sugar. Fat is an endurance fuel. It has a lot more energy in it than glucose, and it's a sustainable fuel. So you'll have just as much energy in the afternoon as you do in the morning. When you exhale longer than your inhale, from a psychological standpoint, you're, you're showing the brain that the environment that you're in is safe. There's no threat of attack, nor are you threatening anyone else. So the lower centers of the brain, the animal part of the brain, gradually begin to turn off to your mind. And when the brain senses safety, you'll work with the higher cortexual regions of your brain 
and you'll expand your awareness. There'll be more choices around the narrative that you normally talk to yourself inside your head. So learning how to complete the inhale from the belly to the collarbone. This is difficult, but it's something we all need to do because it takes a lot of energy to evolve our subconscious and unconscious brain. And learning how to exhale longer than the inhale, you'll keep your body in a fat-burning mode all day long, which is really the most efficient fuel for us in these times of high stress, uncertainty, and anxiety. Okay, by, by, completing, by, com <clears throat> by completing your breath, you mean to, to <clears throat> bring it up as high as you can and get as much as you can in one breath? Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful way to practice cardio. Mm -hmm. If you can just really, number one, strengthen the phrenic nerve. The, phrenic, the diaphragm is a huge muscle. It's a skeletal muscle. It's the primary <clears throat> muscle of inhale, but it only has one motor nerve. It only has the phrenic nerve. So learning how to consciously control the length, depth, pace of your inhale will play a profound role in your physiology. And when you can control your heart rate, you're much more conscious to the choices you're making. Yeah, really well said. And you know, I know this too, well, not from my own experience too, but I know I have a friend who's a yoga teacher and she told me that, you know, she, she does a lot of deep dive diaphragmatic breathing and a lot yeah. of different kind of yoga breathing all the time she did a lot of that breathing and then and then she hadn't been doing any running for a while and some of her friends said well, won't you come and do us we're going to do this half marathon or something run and she goes well i haven't been training for it she goes well i'll just go and see anyway and without even really training for running because she had done all that deep breathing like you're talking about she, she said she did fine. I, I was right there with, with all the people that, that running with that had been running all the time and I hadn't even been running. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? And that's, that's because she oxygenated her cells of her body efficiently to perform in the half marathon. And that oxygenation, that fat burning in endurance sports is key to conserving energy and being more efficient in our patterns of movement physiologically and the patterns of movement of our perception from a psychological standpoint. So that's just a perfect story about yeah. how powerful just simply shifting your breathing can be to your, if you have physical endurance, you most certainly have mental endurance. And in these times that we're in right now, this is not a sprint. We need to be in a mental endurance mode where we can continue to disseminate the information at a high level and then make the appropriate choice. That's really good. And I, I really like how, how you said, you know, I never really completely, really tied that in how important uh, breathing really deeply, how, how it does affect our physiology as far as burning fat. Obviously, I know, you know when you are burning fat, you're, you're doing some either anaerobic or, 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 or aerobic exercise, but that's a, that, I like how you said that, that, that when you learn to, to really breathe this way, then you, you, can, you can put your body into a fat-burning mode. That's, I think that's really helpful, really good. So how about, how about tell us then some, how about give us some, actually, uh, a few different, some basic different breathing techniques that you use and maybe, maybe how they, they tie into certain uh, different ailments that people have that they, they can do a certain type of breathing that can help them. Uh, that's great. I really appreciate that. So the first technique that we're going to do is we're just going to sit up as tall as we can. And then 
roll your shoulder blades back and down so your chest and sternum open and there's a lot of space between the ears and the shoulders so your trachea is long. And then press down into your feet like you're gonna stand up and you can just feel the larger muscles in your legs and you really get grounded there. Mm -hmm. Now, the upper airway. It's important to keep the upper airway open so we can exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide without straining. Most folks hold a lot of tension around their eyes and a lot of tension around their low jaw. So just breathing slowly, use your mind and say to yourself silently, release and relax your low jaw and release and relax the muscles you use to move your eyes. And right there, the muscles of the face will relax and then it's easier on the brain. Now, if you have your tongue, tongue placement is important. Now, the top of the tongue should rest on the upper palate and the front of the tongue behind the two front teeth. So we're opening the maxilla wider, the upper jawbone, so the nostrils can flare wide. Mm -hmm. Now the technique is going to be inhale at your own pace as slowly as you can. Hold the breath in for a two count. Exhale through your nose to completion and then hold the breath out for a two count. There'll be a physiological response and there'll be a psychological response. So let's try this everyone. Let's close our eyes. Become aware of your breathing. Engage your legs like you're gonna stand up so your spine is straight and your posture is erect. And when you're ready, breathing as slowly as you can through your nose, inhale from your navel to your collarbone, and then hold the breath in for two seconds. Exhale as slowly as you can through your nose, and then hold the breath out for two seconds. Now do three more at your own pace. Slow motion inhale. Engage the lower body and hold the breath in for two. Slow motion exhale. Draw the navel back to the spine. Hold the breath out for two. Couple more. Let's try a couple more, and this time when you're holding the breath in and when you're holding it out, I want you to squeeze your abdominal muscles, squeeze your thighs and glutes, and squeeze your buys and tries as hard as you can, create an isometric contraction. Begin, inhale slowly. Hold in and squeeze all 600 muscles onto 200 bones, and then exhale slowly. Hold the breath out and squeeze all every muscle you can feel onto those bones and then relax and inhale again. Hold in and squeeze, contract, energize, light a fire. Exhale, release the pressure to completion. Hold out and squeeze your body. One more round, inhale slowly. Fill the body with energy. Now squeeze that energy. Make a full contraction from your feet to your crown. Exhale slowly. Hold the breath out. 
Draw the navel back to the spine and squeeze your body. Relax, and on the next inhale, inhale fully. Hold the breath in and just hold outside of the constraints of time. Just hold in, let the pressure build. Relax the face. Now exhale as slowly as you can through your nose. All the way, squeeze all the carbon dioxide out. Slow motion inhale. Notice sensations, feelings, thoughts, and they're all trying to help, not hurt. Thank you, Rico. Oh, thank you, yeah, that's, that's kind of similar to, what was it called? You Ujjayi or yeah, so, I forgot. Can't think of the right word. No, that's a wonderful word. It's an old Sanskrit word that comes to us from the yoga tradition, and it's right. called Ujjayi breathing. Yeah, Ujjayi. Yeah. Now, Ujjayi breathing is a slight contraction that takes place at the top of the trachea. So you created another filter to rarefy and steam the dry air before it comes into the lungs. So when we breathe through the nose, long, full, and deep, that's diaphragmatic breathing. When we add the ocean sound or that ujjayi sound, we capture the mind in the present moment, and we've created an additional filter so that airborne pollutants that are around us don't get into our lungs. Yeah, really well said. Well, I mean, I know just doing that, it also... That's why we start with meditation to do some breathing because it really quiets your mind because when you focus on your breath and you get rid of all those crazy thoughts that we're having all the time as well, right? And it feels so good, doesn't it feel so good to just breathe? Well, the great awareness <laughs> is that, you know, when we're trying to concentrate and the mind won't cooperate or there's levels of stress that have made us incoherent with the great human being that you're always going to be, that tension is in the body. So the brain is responding to stressors that are held in our organs. It's held in tissues that are impairing breathing. It's held in our glutes and thighs. It's why we feel so good after we exercise. So using a little bit of breath control with isometric contractions or using breath control in exercise, now you've set the table for the mind to be safe enough, to feel relaxed enough. So the breathing is as free as it can be. Then we can look at our thinking mind objectively. So, so give us an example of some, you said you, you were doing, like you said you were doing some breath control as you're doing it like a lat pull down. So give us an example of, well, you, you could use that lat pull down of, of how, you're, how you're synchronizing your breathing with your, with your movement. So yeah, what I, I would do, what, what I did, and this was 25 years ago, I'll never forget it, and it just lit something up inside of me. Okay. So I, normally I would work with, with a higher weight. So I took a lower weight, say 50% of what I normally would work with. Okay. okay? So I'm on the bar. I right. take a deep breath in. I hold the breath in. And I do nine reps with less weight. Oh, while you're holding your breath? While I'm holding my breath. Ah. And then I get to zero. I exhale. Ah. And then I inhale, hold. And then I do seven reps. Oh, okay. And then I get to zero. I take a resting breath. Inhale, hold. And then I do five reps with the breath held in. And then I worked my way down to one rep. So what happened was, number one, 
when I used breath control and I held my breath in, that brought a lot more aerobic activity or cardio to an anaerobic event. So I was getting two birds with one stone. I was getting cardio and strength training and stretching or reshaping my rib cage all in the same minute. And when I was using breath control, the best part about it is when you stop breathing consciously, your mind sits still for you. So you're getting mindfulness and meditation all in the same exercise routine. So you're very efficient with your time. So that was my, my first experience in using breath control of the East in a Western you know, philosophy. And the Western training classically might be frequency, how much do you do it? Yeah. Intensity, how hard do you do it? Right. And duration, how long do you do it? So it was a blending of East and West cultures, and it evolved uh, my level of awareness. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Well, so uh, that's a little bit different. You know, normally what we always teach, you know, you take a breath in, and then when you're doing, when you're straining or pushing or pulling, you're exhaling usually. You know, like if you're pushing out of weight, you exhale. But, but, but you're saying, so just hold it in. You're not exhaling, but you're holding it in. Right. The next slide, and then you exhale afterward. Well, that's, that's, that sounds really, I, I, I have to say, I've never done that and I never heard that before. So I have to try that and see. I have to try that differently. Yeah. So when you're working with that inhale and hold, you're classically doing uh, inspiratory muscle training. So you're strengthening your muscles of inhale. Number one, your diaphragm muscle, your internal and external intercostals, your ribs become more elastic, and you work your scalenes. When you work with exhaling and holding the breath out, you're training your expiratory muscles, your muscles of exhale. And this is predominantly your sit-up muscles, your rectus abdominis, your traverse abdominis, and your obliques. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a benefit to both. When you do this, a technique like that with the breath held out, the reason why we don't die is because there's a lot of stale air in our body that hasn't been exchanged from past stressful events, whether they're life events or whether they're exercise-induced events. So when we hold the breath out, the brain will go down into the body and it'll incinerate all this stale air that's stored in our alveoli sacs of the lungs. It's stored in the cells of our body and that's used as fuel. And when you inhale, right after that holding out period, all this area that was blocked is now receiving fresh energy like it was years ago. So it's like a fountain of youth. Okay, that sounds right. So, but again, when you're actually doing the straining part, you're actually, you're holding the air in. You're, you're holding the air in as you're doing the exercise. Okay, I, I've definitely got to gotta, try that. That sounds really interesting. You're going to love it. Yeah, okay. And, and so you do that with every exercise that you do, you do that that way, right? Every exercise that I do, I'll do some sort of breath control technique okay. Okay. first. Okay. My goal is to train my respiratory system first, my cardiovascular system second, and my neuromuscular skeletal system third. Okay. I'm always looking to get energy or clean energy out of my gut. When you think about energy, all of our energy that we accumulate to do things mentally and physically come from the gut it, energy that we use for digestive enzymes energy that we use to assimilate our nutrition everything comes from the gut right. and when we can get more and more energy from the gut for exercise in a healthy way 
the easier it is for us to eliminate, the easier it is for us to remove old emotions. So working from the gut with breath control, when you improve respiration, you have to improve digestion. And when you can improve digestion and use less energy to eliminate and assimilate waste, there's more energy up into the brain for peak mental performance. Wow, really good. Well, really well said. Okay, uh, I want to keep you too much longer. I know you got to run here pretty soon. Uh, just one more thing, and then we'll, we'll, t we'll talk to you about how they can uh, contact you and learn more about the breathing. And you know, I know you have a lot of great books you've written, and so how they can uh, uh, contact you to get your books or any of your trainings that you offer. But can you tell us, just tell us a couple, if you can tell us a couple specific uh, people maybe you've worked with or, or maybe some kind of a health problem that somebody had that, that, that this breathing really helped them. I've worked with a lot of athletes that have been diagnosed with asthma. Mm. And they're on all sorts of asthma medication, which basically nulls or dulls the nerve endings in the throat where the asthmatic contraction takes place. So I've had great success, almost 100% with getting athletes off asthma medication by simply doing controlled breathing through strengthening the diaphragm, through removing mucus, phlegm, and fat in the throat, from amplifying their vagus nerve so they trigger a relaxation response and they can get off the asthma medication and that they can breathe freely and be athletic again. So breath control has a huge role in getting folks off asthma medication, whether you're an athlete or not. Wow. Yeah, really good. And of course, I think doing some breathing techniques like you've been talking about is one of the very best ways to reduce stress. Yeah, so the pace of our mind works off the pace of your breathing. So the faster you're breathing, the faster that film you're watching in your head will go. And that's okay sometimes for that film to move really fast. We're in flow and everything feels grounded and great. But a lot of times folks feel so overwhelmed. There's so many thoughts. They don't know what to do and they get kind of lost in this cloudiness. So learning how to control your breath, just slowing your breath down for one or two rounds, you'll immediately see that what's going on in the mind, the mind will slow down. And if we can control our breath, the great benefactor of that is you can control the pace of your thoughts and what thoughts you want to bring attention to. Yeah, really well said. You know, I like to often say that, you know, we hear so much about fake news these days, but, but the real fake news that we have to be concerned about, I think, is all these these thoughts that we're having all the time about you know what our possibilities are and what's going on in our life and what's causing all these things that's the and all the, all the limitations that we think we have i think that's some real fake news all, all those kind of thoughts so what you're talking about that's how we can get rid of that that fake news in our own in, in our own mind right yeah i totally agree with you that you know when you're working with the mind when you're working with the brain above all it's about quality first, not quantity. A lot of folks are overthinking things. They're kind of lost their, their moorings of their legs and their heart. And it's just this run-on sentence that they can't seem to control. Well, anytime you need to control the news ticker tape in your head, you change your breathing pattern, and that will get your mental attention, 
and you'll have the ability to interact with that piece of the film and make the adjustments that you need to so that you feel better about yourself, that you self-correct on the fly, and that you can have all this self-confidence. Wow, absolutely good. So good, Ed, so good. Thank you so much. Well, so uh, how can people contact you to learn more about what you have to offer and, and get your books or whatever you, you would like them to do? Uh, where should they go to get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, so you can get me at www.edharold.com, and that's Harold with two R's. And on my website, you'll see my professional offerings and trainings that I offer either online or in person. And I've got two books out. My first book is called Life with Breath, IQ plus EQ equals a new you. And my second book is called Body, Mind, Business, Amplifying Peak Performance in Corporate America. And all of these direct are directly linked to how our breathing either sustains or hurts our performance. Wow, really well said. Well, I think I, th I think if you've been paying attention and listening to this, you you realize the importance and, and how important it is to learn more how to breathe better. It's going to help you in every aspect of your life. So, I highly recommend you, you, you go to Ed's website, Ed Harold. This is just just Ed, edharold.com. That's it. Right. Go there and check him out. It's so important. This is one of the best things you could do, no matter what you're trying to improve on. If you're not breathing well, you're, you're going to be you're not going to be able to get to get near near as much production and success as you want. So, Ed, thank you so much for being here. That was that was fantastic. That was really great. Boy, the people who you work with, your clients, must be so grateful to have you work with them. <laughs> Well, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> I think, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, and you as well, absolutely. You know, uh, absolutely. You know, we all need some coaching. We all need some help, and everybody has different ex expertise and ways of work helping each other. So, again, that's one of the things I think you agree that's going to come out of this uh, health crisis of, uh, that we're in right now is more people are going to really learn how important it is to learn more about how to take care of your body and. Uh, and not only breathe, but you know, do all the things to, to create better health. And then when we have this flus and viruses are always around it all the time anyway, it, it won't affect us nearly as much as it did. So it's important for us to speak up and get these messages out to help people out. So thank you once again. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. And I like to leave people with this thought these days that if you want the world to be a different way, it's very easy to do. You just be, be that way that you want the world to be. And then when, when enough, of, enough of us are being the way that we want the world to be, that's how the world will be, right, Ed? That's great <laughs> advice. I appreciate that. Okay. And the last thing is always, uh, I, I suggest you go to, to check out my online wellness club at bebowlneverbeold.com. We still have that offer. You can join for the first month for only $1. So that's it for today. So go on and make it a great day. Thanks a lot, Ed. Thank you so much, Rico.